What's up guys, Ace here. So during the recording of this episode, I had the wrong mic input set and due to the effect, my audio will not be up to regular standards. Hopefully I won't make this mistake again in the future. Enjoy the episode. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Gurren Otaku Council Podcast. As always, I am Ace. And I'm McMillian. And today we're back with episode four. But before we get to that, just remember, if you want to be a part of the council and join us every week, then make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as follow us on our social media to get all the updates on the council. And with that being said, the council is now in session. Let the meeting begin. How you doing today, Million? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. These uh, last two episodes of uh, Mushuko and 86 have been holding it down. Uh, Demon say we're going to. Talk about you in a minute. <laughs> um, but as always, everybody, please remember the uh, spoiler warning uh, for these uh, for these episodes. So be sure to, you know, watch the animes as we uh, go ahead and talk about them and review them. Uh, so you don't so you aren't getting uh, spoiled by us. But if you just so happen to just like watching this and listening to us, then hey, we're glad to have you. I'm sorry, I got an angry dog over here. Um, <laughs> all right. So we can go ahead and get it started with. We're going to start with um, Mugen Train, the movie today. Episode, what episode is it? It's four now? It's episode, uh, yeah, episode four. Uh, all right. Titled Insult. Um, I have much I can say about this episode, again, movie, Uh, but I, I will say it's probably uh the beginning of the uh the fights basically of the movie and you know uh something i did i do enjoy specifically about like uh this encounter with uh it's is this uh this episode features tandro's first encounter with lower moon one in move and uh something i really like the visual uh the way they animated tandro's like passing out and coming back was great in the movie and it was still really nice to see in this episode yeah uh Stop oh, Ace's dog is back there tearing it up. Uh, he back here tearing it. Like he decides to. I want to start recording for him to start mess with everything today, but it's okay though. We're gonna get right. There you go. Sit on that. All right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I would have to agree with you as well. Um, that whole little sequence was nice. Um, especially for the fact that how um when Emma was talking about you know how much resilience it actually takes for a person to even though that they know in a dream. But for them to even you know, still commit suicide, even though they are in a dream, takes a lot of resilience from a person. And they didn't show it as much inside the movie from these scenes, not the movies, from the anime in these scenes. But the scenes where, you know, in, in the movie where they show, you know, Tanjiro going, just cutting his neck over and over again. It's just like, yeah, he's That's he's doing it. Such a crazy, also such a wild and crazy concept to be like, continued, uh, multiple suicides to continue trying to fight somebody. Correct. Like, hats off to you, author, for having that crazy idea. <laughs> because visual, visually, it was so powerful, by the way, like, to see him get knocked out and then constantly come back and just be ready to throw hands with Emu. It was a, a, a really shocking, uh, you know, process. Correct. And then um, at the very end of that whole scene, when Emu also tried to show 
when he didn't try to, when he showed basically a nightmare to Tanjiro about mm-hmm. when his family was killed and, you know, him saying that they was like, you know, why would you the one to live? You're just going about living without a care in the world and stuff like that. You know, rightfully that pissed Tanjiro off. That was also a nice little scene because, you, know, you know, as as we all know, Tanjiro cares about his family deeply. And that just shows goes to show you that, hey, don't play with that boy about his family. He already out here doing something he like we mentioned before he really wasn't built for this life this man was selling coal you know for a living yeah, so in the mountains chilling <laughs> and then here we go and you trying to talk him with his family and i and what one thing i really like about this scene specifically is uh the fact that most times in animes or tv shows or like bo- or even books and comics when the villain throws like their family's death in their face and stuff like that usually they get all uh, they usually get sad and depressed, and Tanjo is like, "How dare you, <laughs> nigga? I am coming for your head." Like, it, it was such a refreshing uh, take on that type of like interaction. Yeah, because like uh, you said, Im- immediately after that happened, after that happens, he proceeds to cut off the demon's head. And you know, when I first saw that in the movie, I was like, "It couldn't have been." that easy right like is this <laughs> is this what we're doing already See, like? I, I wonder but so what's funny about that and and this is the type of conversation i wish the the show the this movie arc brought up more if you didn't know it was a movie would you have thought that it wasn't that easy or or or, or uh was the did the movie help solidify that in your head like the fact I think, that we had I think- uh, yes, I, uh, yes. Uh, so I think that the fact that it was a movie, it was just like you know this can't be it, right? Because we, I think at that point we was only like thirty minutes into the movie, something like that. I, so I, I want to say like, yeah, 30-40. Yeah, close to it, something like that. And so I was like, this can't be, this can't be it, right? You know, like, <laughs> this ain't the end of the movie. Some, some else got to you know got to go, got to be going on. And then you know you re- you look closer and you realize that the you know the guy's body isn't disappearing or anything i was like yeah something's up and then of course you know he does the big reveal of you know i don't fuse my body to the I'm train and stuff like the that train. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> now that i wasn't expecting when i first saw it i was like okay so you i well me i didn't even know at least i guess i forgot that demons could fuse with things let alone i guess any things that you know such yeah, as a train I mean, like that I mean, they show early on in the series that uh, demons can like alter their bodies to do certain things. Like, for instance, uh, I forget his name, but the dr- the guy who used to be a lower moon, the drum dude. Yeah. Right. Like he was filled with drums, and he, like it altered his body and the way he fought. So it, it's it's very easy. I feel like if you were in a demon Slayer fan and that happened, you saw this is they all you would be like, this is insane. How does this ha- how does this work? But like. They even they uh they even established early on that demons can like alter their bodies. So that's just it was wild when they revealed it in the movie, and it's still a wild concept right now here in the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, when I first saw that, that definitely caught me off guard because I was like, demons can do that? Since when? They didn't they didn't tell us this. <laughs> they didn't give us they didn't give us the memo of demons being able to do stuff like this. I was yeah, they they caught me all the way off guard. And I guess um, one of the only other things that I did enjoy about this episode. Slash scenes from the movie was <laughs> Zenitsu's dream. <laughs> oh, with uh, Nezuka, he said, What have you done? When they got close to his uh, subconscious mind, oh, this was like, What have you done with my girl Nezuko? And he was like, And that nigga was like, Who? I'm confused. What? <laughs> 
Zenitsu was not having it. My boy yeah, said, mean, what is a god the, doing in here? <laughs> that, that's the worst. I, I feel like Zenitsu's mind is the worst person. To, you just got the you got you got the short straw basically because him Zenitsu's, and Rengoku, goddamn it. I mean, well, yeah, but I was like Zenitsu all uh, fights while he's asleep. So like you you just had a disadvantage anyway, and then and then he crazy. So oh, no, that man is a fool. <laughs> so basically, yeah. So he, he pops up with these big ass. <laughs> Big, big ass shears. what the fuck are you doing here? Why is a man? Why is a man in here? Only Nezuko is allowed in here. And I was like, you just <laughs> met Nezuko, and now all of a sudden Nezuko is the only person allowed in here. You know what, Zanessa, you need to be stopped at all costs. Yeah, boy, fool. <laughs> you need to be stopped at all costs. But that, yeah, that man is a fool. Um, and then so we end with the end of this episode. Basically, stops at where Inosuke wakes up. Mm-hmm. And he realizes what's going on and that, you know, he was like, basically, I'm right. You know, the train is, is a demon. The, is the, <laughs> they, is they, the did, demon. they didn't show that part in the anime, but. It's just funny because <laughs> he wanted to fight the train at the beginning and his wildest dreams became reality. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, yeah, that was. So hilarious. he was ready to go from the jump. That was yeah. hilarious. But um, I guess going into uh, the rating for this episode, again, this is just difficult because it's like you're asking me to. It's the movie. I've seen it. The I movie. mean, well, considering... But, um, I guess with everything in this episode, with all we got to see, this is probably like a seven, seven and a half, maybe, I want to say, of an episode. I mean, I could give it a six, but I mean, and the, I mean, Demon Slayer animation is, is never lacking, but the animation alone could maybe I, I bump think, it up to a seven. I, yeah, I was about to say, maybe, maybe that's why I say seven. Because, like, technically, but, I guess not a lot happened, but it was enough for me to be like, okay, the story. Like, again, it's hard because I've seen this already in the movie. <laughs> so I'm just like, am I giving it too low because I've seen the movie? But this they fault because they released the movie <laughs> twice. So I don't know. But, like, I, I would say probably a seven because of the animation and then also probably, like, Tanjiro's uh, nightmare kind of pushed it over for me because it just reveals more about his character. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. That was a well, that, was demons, that was demons. That was demons. Their insult. Yeah. <laughs> looking at from at least looking at from the scenes that they did in this episode, the next episode should be the scenes we'll be getting Rengoku and possibly and possibly them defeating Emu, maybe. I don't know um, if it's gonna be just that the far, really. just the far how they. And I guess I it like, depends on how far they want to go. Yeah, I feel like it might be to the they might make it to the head of the train. And well, I mean, because the head of the them walk, walking up to the head of the train is literally like these next few scenes that's going to be shown, though, Nick. I just, I don't know. I feel like the episodes are going to leave more cliffhangers than. Anything. I mean, there's not so much maybe, cliffhangers they can do because there's not many, like, le- legit. So the next episode should be Rengoku waking up, him giving the orders to Tanjiro and Nosuke, hey, go find the head of the train well, well, and they I, go off and find the head of the train so it's well, this dude four cars basically by two. myself yeah and so next episode should basically yeah, might, be yeah it, yeah you might be right. and versus emu it yeah. should be that yeah no you you uh, you're right I, I i was concerned I, the way i was thinking about it unless they add unless they add something to these next episodes who knows i mean <laughs> i've been because i've been waiting for them to I think because wait wait no because it's supposed to, the Mugen Train arc is supposed to be seven episodes right? Yes, I want to say. 
I want to say yes. I think believe it was se- it's, it's it's supposed to be seven, and we're on episode four right now. Four episode four. So episode five can be Tanjiro and Inosuke versus Emu. Episode six will be Rengoku versus um uh the the Up Moon three. I can't remember his name right now. You know it though. What, what's his name? Uh, uh Akaza. Uh, Thank for, you. For those who have not watched the movie. Uh, please watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not yeah, even going to ep- apologize for that spoiler. Just watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, so ep- episode six would be that, and then episode seven will probably you know reflect on the aftermath of that fight and just probably hopefully leading on into actually what's going to be going on in season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it is seven episodes, then that that should be the next sequence we got there going on based upon what parts of the movie we actually have left to go through. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but um yeah. With that being said, we're gonna move on from Mugen Train the movie and head on to our next anime we got today. And so today we don't have any double ups today, guys, because we're finally caught up. So we're gonna move on to eighty six now, mm-hmm. starting with episode seventeen. Yeah, season one, episode seventeen. Correct. There we go. I remember. I remember everybody. So yeah, eighty six episode seventeen, and um, so not much happened in this episode of eighty six. Is definitely. It was more implication. I would say like Correct. a lot of stuff like, happened, but it wasn't action. Correct. So this this was more definitely like a sit up type episode. Like the next episode should be crazy. Yeah. No, um. Yeah. Next episode should definitely. The, the next episode should be wild. So you know the the it, 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 ah, the episode opens up with the scene from the Republic and they're just getting slaughtered. Hey. Like I knew, like I knew the Legion were. You know, we all knew the Legion were coming and attacking and stuff like that. But I didn't think that it was gonna get that bad. Yeah, like they, no, it, they getting whooped over there. It, the they start in Saint Magnolia and the the uh I don't know what they call their citizens if they have like a a race name or whatever. But the 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 people that live within Saint Magnolia, the blue eyed, silver haired people, they might be with. Are they called the Republicans? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if they if they call their race something different. Or I just know that they 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 are blue eyed and they have like white or silver hair. Uh, they are running for their lives. The Legion is shooting up buildings. There's oh, obviously yeah. uh, structures that are falling down. Everything and it's crazy because I'm like, oh, we get one glimpse of Lena and her squad of like the people that actually care about the war. Working. I mean, well, at this point, you ain't got no choice but to care. They at your front. I know, but I'm just saying, they're like, here. They're in I'm your like, home. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, it's uh, it's obviously, uh, it, but I'm saying it's the people they showed us at the end of the last episode, basically. Oh yeah, correct. Working yeah. together, and we get one scene of them, and then we immediately go back to uh, the the Federacy of Jihad or uh, correct the, and, the yeah. And it, I'm just like, I have so many questions. Like, is Lena alive? I, I she did. Now you, now you know they ain't gonna kill Lena. I, you, I mean, well, hold on, well, actually, I would hope they wouldn't kill Lena <laughs> off like that. But 86 be listen. I don't put nothing past know, 86 no more. Yeah, I was about to say my my rule of thumb is if it's not an on screen death. It didn't happen. Then it but didn't no, happen. Now we're 86. Because that, that's how they you, did my boy Eugene. Got I was like, Eugene got, Eugene got packed up. <laughs> he got In three seconds. Up. In he three got, seconds. They could, listen, <laughs> they could have let... See, you know what? I would have been... You know, I'm glad you brought that back up. Because I would have been fine with them letting Eugene die in this blast that just took place in the last episode slash this episode. Like, they could have let my boy die like that. 
they didn't have to pack him up in that first episode with him being in the military like that. Like, uh, and then, you know, that blast would have actually gave it meaning, too, as well. Like, you know. Well, hold on. I mean, hold on now, because it does have meaning, because we'll get, remember, later in the episode, we see. Well, yes, it does have meaning, but, I mean, death-wise, like. Yeah, I guess the viewer, I guess the viewership, but. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd i hope they wouldn't do Lena like that, but yeah, we, we'll we have to wait and see. We're just going to come back next episode, and the uh, next they're going to show me showing Lena's seven arm in, in the field somewhere. Oh, my God. PTSD. <laughs> um, but to uh, touch on what Ace said, um, so it, so we follow, we get, we after um, looking at Sam and Oli, we, we are then whisked away to Jihad, where we get the, well, we get to the aftermath of the explosion that happened. And the after credit scene of last episode, and luckily all our main characters survived, but the base did yeah, not. Yeah, no, the base got tore up. The, the base, base is tore up. up. There's a whole bunch of people, and, and then, on leads. top of that, they so the Legion did this mass scale on attack. Not only just that one base that they were in, but um, a few other of the bases that the guy had owned as well. Mm-hmm. And over and, twenty thousand people had died because of those attacks, which is crazy. They took a massive hit to their military right there. Yeah, and, and it it started, uh, and this is when we started getting to see how GI, and in this episode, because of that, we get to see how GI actually isn't as much better than the Republic. They, Correct. You see the military like, oh, who can we basically send on this suicide mission? Because we finally get to learn what type of Legion Curia is, and apparently it's one of them. Um, I don't know how many people have, like, the only thing I can compare it to this is a game called uh, Trails of Cold Steel, and the main one of the main weapons or things in that game is this. Uh, are these rail cannons on uh, train tracks? Basically, apparently, Curia became a legion to the equivalent of that, and they need Curia, to. Basically... I think they call it the Morpheus, right? Yeah, the Morpheus. I believe it. is what they call it, and yeah. uh. Basically, the only people that the Jihad Republic feels comfortable sending are the poor 86 children who have no family and who have basically been weapons this whole time. Correct. And- I mean, but even though that that's a fucked up situation, at the same time, when you think about it, they probably have the best chance of actually. Oh, no, I mean, I, I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm, let me say, I don't. It's not that I don't understand. It's just that. To me, it it just goes back to what Raiden said, like how this country thinks they're better, but in reality, no, hundred, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, no, hundred percent. Like the first people you you think of sent on this suicide mission is is the eighty six. It's kind of fucked up. Granted, be that as it may, and granted that they might actually be the best people for the job mm-hmm. to actually possibly even have the best chance of se- of succeeding. It's still fucked up. Yeah, no, they, I, I I was just saying that it just illustrates like. While they like to act like, oh, we don't want you to live this lifestyle, at the end of the day, when the chips are down, you got to live it, right, I guess. So that was, uh, so yeah, it's pretty bad. Actually, uh, another interesting thing that comes of this is uh, that we actually finally get the glimpse to see uh, the other two, uh, the leaders of the other two countries talk to Ernst um, in the middle of this episode, and... So I guess at some point we might get a little bit more uh, from them. But it was just good to see that uh, while it seems like St. Magnolia is cut off from this, like, mini alliance that they might be having. Because that's what it seems like. 
right I now. I mean, well, at, at this point, Sang Magnoli really ain't got no. Yeah, I mean, they ain't got no chips in this fight, really, because they. Yeah, because they they, they might, got a lot. They got some issues on their own hand, right? Yeah, now but, with. but I'm just saying, like, uh, while and I, well, I was saying that to illustrate because, like, in season one, they are just by themselves, correct. And then in this season, we actually get to see the Ernst, who's the leader of Jihad, actually try and communicate with the other two countries, and I thought that was correct. like, uh. I thought it was just important for like world building purposes, yeah. like to show how Jihad and everything else operates in this time. Correct. And then even on top of that, you know, piggybacking off, you know, that whole conversation between Ernst and the other nations, leaders or whatnot, um, that whole conversation that they had was also how they figured out what type of um Legion oh, Kiryu yeah, was Kiryu and stuff was, and yeah. what type of weapon and stuff he had as well. And so they launched so basically, the whole mission that the that they're sending the eighty six on is going to be a mission after they is a mission taking place after they already done an attack on the Morpheus, but they wasn't able to destroy it. And so right now the Morpheus is being repaired, and they and they said it's going to take an estimate about three, I think it was three months, something like that. Um, don't quote me on that. About it, but it's going to sure. take a minute for the Morpheus to yeah. rebuild itself. So right now it's repairing itself, and why why is it in the repairing stage? They're going to try and attack it before it can attack them again. Because if it comes back and attack them again, they're basically done basically, for. Yeah, that's, that's um, basically it. Yeah, so next episode is definitely shaping up to look like to be another banger from 86, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably going to get a... The, probably, honestly, the this whole last few of these episodes of 86 for the season going to be bangers because we still got to see what's going on with the Republic. They, you know, That whole conflict got to be resolved as well as this mission, this suicide mission now that the 86 are about to be sent on. So... These next few weeks of '86 looking looking to be real good, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, they just yeah they're just taking a break though next week, so we are gonna have to wait and see what all comes of it. But um, before we like close out on this, I just want to uh, mention the, the the since you brought up Eugene, uh, we find out this episode that Eugene's little sister has been writing Shin letters. Oh, you're right. And she is like, give me basically telling him why'd you ask him why'd you kill my brother? I want him back. Give me my brother back. You're, she like. She needs to be stopped at all costs as well. Because first of all, she, I you, she you don't even know what's going on, little girl, but I can't fault her at the same time. <laughs> exactly. I was about to say, I can't, I she's can't a little sister. Her. That was her older brother. She no, she just misses her older brother. So I can't really truly fault her for yeah, that. No, she she going through it right now and it's understandable. And it was nice one thing about that scene that I really liked, uh, when you realize who the letters are coming from, is how much Eugene's death or everybody's death is affecting Shin Correct. as he's moving forward. Because yeah. that it's that it's that reason why he fights with such reckless abandon is because he's like I need to stop this from happening at all costs. That was a something illustrated very well within this episode that the eighty six they actually refuse to stop fighting because they're like yeah. we know how bad this is and just to let it keep happening would be no better than us acting like the higher ups at the Republic. Correct. So basically, they're going to say they're going to keep fighting until the war is over. Only then can they rest. That's basically what they said mm-hmm. with that, and which is. It's like this very noble of you, but then at the same time, it was like you were thrown into this fight, though. It's not like you <laughs> chose to, you know, fight this fight from the beginning. But I mean, I guess, you know, after all this, all, after all this, it, have you been you know, known for the, you know, your past few years of your life? You know, I guess, you know, that's understandable. I mean, I think it's hard. Uh. I mean, like you said, I, I, I think it's harder to separate yourself from it when you've been dedicated to it for so long and you've seen not only it take like the people that force you into this war, but also your friend. Like that's something that uh 
it's definitely difficult to deal with, and I can see why they would have a pro- problems or trouble with like retiring, because then it would mean like, oh, we are just letting this happen to anybody now. Right. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, what would you rate this episode of Fatal Stick? I I probably give this one. It's a setup episode for stuff to come, but it did a really nice job of illustrating the, the, the what the all the problems that are happening with it, not only GI, but also St. Magnolia and other places. So I kind of want to give this like a seven and a half or seven. Okay. Somewhere in between there, because it was, it, it, it did what it did for the character building for Shin pretty strong. And then also like this, the other stuff in the world, like the stuff you found out, it just wasn't enough for me to be like super grabbed or pulled into. Cause I would love to be like, Oh, this is an eight, but it's not like as yeah grabbing as it could have. So. I agree. I think I have to stick with a seven as well. Um, really for all the same mentioned everything you just mentioned as well. On top of as well as um, not everybody in the military really hates the eighty six. You know the people in there. Um, yeah, her commander, their commander actually thank was you. really upset uh, about the fact that she had to send them off on this mission. Yes, and like then, she was pissed. And then Shin's lieutenant, I think, or whatever the, the he was also yeah, pissed. Yeah, he was like, "I have children y'all's age." Y'all can stop this. Like, I'm not comfortable with y'all doing this. Please yeah. stop. Please, and, you know, reconsider. Because they actually have the choice to not go on this mission if they don't want to. Mm-hmm. But, of course, you know, the 86, they're not going to do that. They're going to, like, as we already said before, if they do that, they're going to they're gonna feel like they're no better than the Republic. So they're not yeah. going to make that choice to back out of this mission. Yep. Um. So, yeah, but that being said, you know, for all those reasons, I have to give it a seven as well. It wasn't, like you said, it wasn't really nothing too grabbing. But we did get a lot of world business stuff today in this mm-hmm. episode. We got, you know, like we were saying earlier, we got to see the other leaders of the other nations from Royal Gracia and the Alliance of Wall. We also yep. got to see how a lot of the deaths actually are starting to impact Shin, as well as how, no, not everybody in the military does hate the 86. The people in the squadron actually does care for them and stuff like that. So we got to see that as well. And then mm-hmm. we also did get to see, like you said, the other side of the... Gia Federacy that you know they're not all as well as they seem not to. So yep. yeah. Well, with that being said, we're gonna move on to the last anime we got slated for today. Mushoku Tensei yep. episode seventeen as well. Yep, episode seventeen is for title reunion. Um, in this episode, we get, basically get to see all that Paul went through after the minor disaster and. Boy, was it. Yes. Boy, you, before you, before really... you even get started, I'm going to say it this once. I'm going to say it again. I love the way Mushoku <laughs> does their intros. Because yeah, no, instead, instead just, of playing the intro. Like an AMV. Yes, yeah, uh, like an MV, We got to see the scenes that, McMill- that McMillian is about to describe now. Yeah, because. So we, we finally actually get to see into what Paul went through after the minor disaster. And it really lets you know why. Or how he got upset with Rudy. Because unlike Rudy, he, uh, Rudy had it h- tough. Like, I'm not going to say he didn't. But Paul, thinking from, if I if I put myself in Paul's shoes, which it really helped this uh, intro did, I, I had to take care of my daughter that luckily got lost with me after thinking that it was just some, like, storm and somehow I got displaced. I have to constantly make sure she's okay. And then when I finally make it back to some semblance of home, the town seems to be destroyed and all everybody's different places in dispatch. Wasn't even no scenes to be. That motherfucker was gone. 
I, I wasn't sure. Well, the only reason I said Simpsons is because I wasn't sure if that was exactly their town. Or I mean, so I'm, I like, I'm taking it as that was their town because, like, when he got to the field and just stood there, you saw that, like, that blank expression on his face. So I, I, that had to be their town. Like, yeah. I, I would assume that that was either or the kingdom that their town was in, something similar to that. But yeah. But because somebody recognized him, so it was like, oh, I no. But so Paul took it upon himself not only to try and save his family, but the other people that lived in his city. Correct. And you see that over time, like there were some people he was able to find, a lot of people he wasn't, and he started to feel like a failure. He resulted into deep drinking and depression, got really depressed and everything like that. So you really get to see where that anger and upsetness came from when he Correct. finally saw Rudy again. Cause yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. Cause imagine you know you go on this you know journey to you know go find the lost people of the village and stuff like that, and you you know you're starting to find people, but you're finding everybody but anyone from your family though. Yeah, which still you know that that still gotta kind of hurt. Like you know even though you are finding people from the village, the one people that you're mainly looking for, you're still not able to find them though. And also, and and to top it off, that you have to be the constant like source of joy or like. uh constant in your daughter's life in your young daughter's life that the one person that's still like around you and you and it's almost not to say that like having norn with him was bad but she's also serves as a reminder that he couldn't find his wife his other daughter and uh their and his baby mama i because i can't remember her name and i don't have a better description <laughs> for it i'm so sorry people uh but like stop disrespecting that, her like that <laughs> She is an integral part of that family. <laughs> she is, she is. But she is still a baby mom. Um but like we we got to see how all that weighed on him and it, it 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 obviously became a dependency where he built up a dependency on like drinking and stuff like that. And it just Correct. all the all those emotions obviously came out when he fought him and Rudy fought. Correct. Um, yeah, and then you know, shout out to my boy Geese being Geese, Dr. Field this episode. Geese the Geese the Family therapist rogue, <laughs> who actually I, I I was so surprised when he showed up because I was like, oh, you've been working for Rudy there the whole time. Yeah, that's so uh, interesting. Yeah. That was interesting. I, I, I thought the same same thing when I saw him strolling to the bar, and I was like, damn, you know Paul Geese, and you just met this, you was locked up with this man, son. This got to be a good conversation about to go on, you know? Yeah, and I, and I liked how Geese was like, um, he he's uh was reminding Paul like. You've never been to the demon continent, so while Paul, while your son made it sound like all rainbows and fairy tales, it's not, it's not like all that. rainbows and fairy tales. It's 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 not like that. He had his he had to learn how to survive while also making sure to watch out his, watch his back out because he never knew if Rujid was at the beginning. He didn't know if Rujid was telling the truth or not because all he Correct. all he had to go on was the superstitions his parents and teacher taught him about superis, and Correct. then also he had Eris who. Obviously, you know, needs a lot of care and attention because she just go off and do whatever she want at it right. is not kept in check. So and then he like, was in a unknown place, and then that unknown place just so happened to be the goddamn demon continent, which is not the best of unknown places to be. <laughs> yeah, and oh, shout out! Uh, I forget the I forget the commenter's name, but shout out to you because you also pointed out to us that uh, while Rudy was traveling, he was low on money, so he probably couldn't even write a letter to him or anything like that. And also the state of the places he went probably weren't good enough to send letters. So Correct. that was that was a really good call out and I appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. Um which all which just goes into Geese's whole explanation, like you you should really be thankful that Rudy did not come to back you in pieces. And yeah, it was I mean uh, Geese really 
brought that other side of the you know the conversation the story, other, like, um, yeah. yeah he, he you know he, he he came in and he was like you know what geese you making a lot of sense over there. You you, you got something going on, Geese. Like he was even, you the know, family therapist rogue. <laughs> like he was over there, even convincing me on, as a viewer as I'm listening to him. I'm like, you know what, Geese, you you got there. And, and what's funny, <laughs> you're a viewer. You already seen everything, so you already knew it. So it was just like, but it it was such a good like moment of reflection from Paul, especially because mm-hmm. like later that night when he left the tavern, he looks at Norn, and then he's reminded of the first time Rudy sees his sister and then it flashes to a night basically like a waking nightmare that he's yeah. had where Rudy of what would have had of how he would have felt basically if Rudy had come back damaged and injured and stuff like that and Correct. he decides right then and there that he's going to make an effort to go apologize to Rudy and in my opinion that what happens next is probably the one of the best father-son conversations that has ever happened in anime because most of the usually animated fathers and sons be trying to kill each other if the father is even there if the if the father is even there and i, I thought um you really because you really got to see in the conversation that rudy and uh paul had you got you got to see not only paul's remorse but rudy's like feelings of guilt that Correct. he never considered that the uh because, you know, last episode he was confronted with the fact that I I haven't considered what mm-hmm. what else the matter is, who else the matter disaster took. I never did. Correct. And you really get to see on Rudy on Rudy's face and the way he interacts with his dad that he's like, he couldn't even look him in the eye. That's how ashamed he felt. Yeah. And, you know, shout out, you know, shout out to the bar owner as well for, <laughs> for help being another doctor, for being Dr. Field number two in this so, episode. Because yeah, he, he came up to the table that they were sitting at, basically, because Paul went to where Rudy and uh, where Rudy and the gang were staying. And he basically uh, put himself in front of Rudy to try and have just a normal conversation. And Rudy couldn't look Paul out because he felt so ashamed. But the bartender came over and was like, hey, this drink is on the house. And while I'm not to put myself in your business. At least look your dad in the eye, uh, like look at him while you talk to him. And Rudy, the moment he does, realizes that Paul himself is also depressed that he let, allowed all that, uh, all those feelings and everything to consume him when he f- finally got to see his son again. Correct. And you know another another thing that I did like about this episode was we we actually got another flashback from Rudy from Rudy's previous life. We haven't got one of those oh, yes. in a while now. And you know you got to see a little bit more. In, um, you got to learn a little bit more of why Rudy actually became a shut-in in his previous life. Something happened. I think. I think there was at school. So something happened at school or wherever yeah, Rudy he was, was at. Um, I'm, I'm yeah, just I'm, assuming it was school. They. It seems. To, well, yeah. I don't know if it was at school either, but the people were uniformed, so it's not a bad right. guess. But uh, basically, like um, they show it in the last season, just for a glimpse. But basically, it seems like Rudy obviously was a fat nerdy type of guy and uh he had bullies obviously like most people do if they look if they happen to look like that and are nerdy fuck um, bullies. and they yeah no fuck bullies uh <laughs> and they seem to have like stripped him down and like hung, hung him on a fence and stuff yeah, like that which no, is just, crazy I, this it, that was wild like i that 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 wasn't even bullying at that point it was more like hazing at that point I, 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 yeah, yeah, it's insane how another person could do that to another human being. But I don't. But regardless, Rudy, from that interaction with his father, realizes uh, basically uh, he go. Well, you know, we finally we get another look at uh, 
he's a, he doesn't have a name i think from his he was regular his old no. life but yeah, we get I'm, to I see just, yeah i just we get to see that. other other life rudy <laughs> um basically when he had the same type of situation where he confronted a friend about something that he wanted him to uh understand like when he be, yeah when he became like over emotional he took his anger out on a friend and he didn't have the pride to go apologize or confront this friend anymore due to everything that happened so he said you know what i'm not gonna let this happen like last time so rudy literally being the bigger person is like <laughs> uh hey dad get down like your knees and open your arms we're gonna do re- we're gonna redo our reunion again and they embrace each other and like break down crying right there in that shop and say yeah. like it's so good to have each other back in our lives. Yeah. And I just we finally get to see the reunion that was supposed to happen last episode, basically. Yeah. It was it was the nice you know, heart woman feeling. Oh, it was in scenes. Yeah, no, it was great. I, I the only thing I'll say from this episode I wish I got to see more was just Rudy interacting with his little sister because I really oh, feel here like he go. <laughs> I so I just feel like, you know, they could have given him time to re- if they gave him time to repair that one, they could have spent just a little bit on the other one. But I mean, they listen. They still at the, did. They at, still... at the end, her daddy told Norn to say goodbye to your big brother. She was like, "No, I'm not speaking to that man." <laughs> and Ruger, and Ruger being uh, be, uh, basically someone like a big brother is like cherish your siblings and everything like that. And yeah. it seems like Norn at least might later on ha- be open to the possibility. So with of this, relationship with now, but that being said, um, some some you know, some different topics now relating to the episode, um. So now the Rudy and the gang, if I'm not mistaken, they're still on their way to take Eris home, but they now know that the city is basically not there anymore. So mm-hmm. does that that basically has to mean that when Eris' grandfather got beheaded, they wasn't at their original place that he was taken yeah. somewhere else. Well, yeah, no, actually, that's a good thank you and for calling on, that because I didn't and, consider and it. And then on top of that, now that. If the city is gone, how is Eris in the group gonna find out that you know her that Eris' grandfather was beheaded? Like, yeah, that is that a good question. Maybe play out now. I mean, granted, the way they kind of framed, uh, and they said his his name this episode, and I still can't remember. It. But um, I I think the only other way they could probably find out is if they when they make it back if. If they're on the same con, if they're on the continent that they grew up on, at least, I the only way I can think is if the, when they make it back, that there might be like posters or news bulletins hanging up saying like, "Oh, we Correct. killed the we killed the evil king" or something like that. And it's yeah. like a picture of her dad, her uh, grandfather. Her yeah, because we don't know where her dad is because apparently her dad. Also yeah, he's got, missing as well. He, yeah, his dad. Her dad. We find out. Um, not only. Uh, you, you know, we already knew Rudy's family was every, all over the place, but we also found, got to find out that Eris's grandfather and father also got spirited away from the uh, and get uh, well, and her get grandfather slain. didn't get spirited get spirited away. His father got grandfather. Know, got well, it said, it said well later, but he does mention Paul does say uh, Paul does mention to Rudy and them that he says that uh, Sir whatever whatever her granddad's name Sir also, Boreas. There we go. Also got, you know, displaced, and as well as Ghislaine. So we have a lot of people missing, and it seems like Rudy and them are taking are while returning Eris back to where she came from are taking a more cognitive approach of like, well, let's also be aware of people 
that might have gotten displaced on our track. Right. So um, it's also been confirmed that after, you know, Rudy takes Eris home, or at least to see what's left of home, that he's going to go look for his, family. the rest of his family now. Do you think that Rougier will stay with them on that trip, on that oh, adventure def- to go find I, his family? I definitely think so, I mean, because the people, because mm-hmm. in Rudy's family uh, is our children. And you know how Rougier feels about kids already. Correct. So well, I mean, I, I would like just ask be him, because one. technically Rougier's mission was to get them home mm-hmm. and not to go on, you know, this other adventure to find, you know, Rudy's family stuff like true, that. So now true, I just want I just wanted to know, you know, what what you think about that? Do you true, think you stay I, with them? Not? I think another uh thing to point out is that like Rudy also um his goal is to have Rudy help him return the super name to good. Okay, well yeah. And, yeah, and I yeah. feel like if he uh if they decide to try and help find Rudy's family, he was he want he would want to be a part of that Correct. as like more good karma kinda. Correct. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That that's a good point right there. That's a beautiful point right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but it it'll be interesting to see what they get into. But uh, before like I guess we get to ratings, we also found out that uh, at the end of this episode, Geese uh is taking up uh basically I'm going to make sure he's going to look after the group from afar. Geese is a swell person. Okay? Yeah, I... Geese is a swell guy. He you know he he was help he helped Rudy get out of the Beast Village. He helped him fight the North Star. Now he he helped. Then he came back and helped play Doctor Field with his dad, back make, help him make up with his dad, and now he's about to go help look for this man family. Mm-hmm. That that Geese is the type of person you want on your team. Yeah, no, you, you got a friend like Geese, you cherish that man. <laughs> you, you cherish that friend. You, you call them up. Ca- they better take care of Geese. Okay, yeah. if if I come back to Mushoku, Mushoku and something happens to Geese, I'm gonna be highly pissed. Yeah, he, I'm be highly he, pissed. He a fan favorite now. He a fan favorite <laughs> of the girl no talking council. You heard it here first, people. I'm gonna be highly pissed. They, they better protect Geese. I better see next time I see him, he better not be the body bag. You okay? I don't yeah. want the, they better uh, not eighty six this man. Yeah, I hope they don't eighty six this man. <laughs> but um, you know, with that, that all that being said and everything, um, this is a pretty good episode of Mashugo. Uh, I'm. I want to give this. I'm in between like a seven and a half and an eight. Like it's definitely above a seven for me because it features a lot of character growth for characters we have not seen in a long time, as well as builds the world like a lot because we we finally get just more information on who was uh, displaced by the mountain disaster, yeah. and that 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 has a lot of implications on the story moving forward because we now have a new goal. We now have mm-hmm. everything else like this. It's just um, same thing. This seems like this might be a setup for things to come, and therefore I kind of I feel like I can't give it fully an eight. Correct. No, I like agree. I did like the other episode, but like this is definitely like a seven and a half. I want to say it's like it's almost there. It's just it was just missing some. I agree. Um, I got to go with a seven as well. You know, we finally got to see the reunion between Paul and Rudius, which was you know like I said earlier, nice and heartwarming. So that was always good. We got to see geese being you know. A, a swell Chad out here today, you know. Keep like we said earlier, keep Chad, not keep Chad, keep geese on your team. Um, and but then we also got the confirmation of like we said, you know, Rudy's next adventure. You know, he's actually finished, you know, now go start looking for his family and stuff like that. So that should be another, you know, nice time to you know see Rudy go through that as well because we're no longer in the demon nation. So beside like what conflicts will come up while he's looking for his 
family members. That, mm-hmm. You know that that's what I, that's what I want to see now. Um, also, are we are they gonna get into the conflict between with you know with the whole Boris family situation? You know that's going on. Is are they gonna find out that yeah, you know Eris's that grandfather was beheaded? You know, we, I I wonder uh, a couple of things. I wonder as we're searching through this because. We finally got last episode. Uh, we know Rudy's mind now, knowing that everybody in his village kind of got displaced. His mind is also on Sylphie, so I wonder if maybe if at some point we uh, Sylphie might grow, join the group, or if they if they that's find her. They, that's a good uh, point as well. Because I mean, yeah. if they if 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 they do somehow find Sylphie, then they got another magic magic user. user. Yeah, if she um, if she them. kept practicing after Rudy left, Correct, which because she did. I'm glad you brought that up because you know it, you know they they mentioned all the, you know all the time you know how they never seen a magic user who can cast you know spells without you know incantations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What they don't know is there's a second one out there, Sylphie. That was trained by Rudy's. You know, she she might not be able to do do well. We don't know because we don't know. We haven't yeah, seen Sylphie in a minute. Because I was so, it's been about two to three years since we've yeah. seen Sylphie. So, so she probably Sylph- done boss Sylph- up. Sylph- yeah, Sylphie could be cracked right now out of her mm-hmm. mind. Sylphie could be OP. She could be depending on how much training she's actually been doing. She could be better with magic than Rudy. I know that's crazy to say, but she could possibly you know be better than because I mean at the point before they even got split up it was almost like they was on the same kind of, not the same part Just like a little, they were they were a little bit yeah like a, a like little, of course yeah. rudy was still better than Sylphie, but it, the fact that Sylphie was able to even keep up with rudy and even learn incantationless magic shows her prowess and skill in magic as well mm-hmm. um so, so it'd be interesting to see what would happen if they found her one if she's still if she if she would join them and two like I guess how much has her character changed and stuff like that? Right. That would be an interesting thing. And then also, uh, with since you mentioned the stuff with like, uh, Eris's grandfather, we now have the thing. Well, when they return, will they be thrust into that gray rat conflicts that their family has? Right. Like what? What will that look like if they do? So I'm I'm really I'm very excited to see what else we're gonna get from Mashoku uh, as we continue. All right. Well, that was the end of the yeah. That was the end of all the animes we have for today. Just a reminder: if you guys have not seen it yet, our My Hero World's Heroes Mission movie review is out now, live on all our audio podcast platform as well as YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Please check it out. Uh, it is probably one of our funny, uh, in my opinion, it's probably one of our most entertaining episodes. Uh, our friends uh, are fools. <laughs> that, that they are. As well as we got, you know, some a little anime news right here for the for you guys. Um, we're coming up on One Piece's one thousandth episode. Um, for those of you who don't know, One Piece is my favorite anime. I know I probably I don't think I said that on this podcast <laughs> yet, but yes, One Piece is my favorite anime. I wanted to cover it, but I didn't know how I was gonna do it. Um, I still might do it. I just got to figure out how I want to. You know, just got to figure out some things. But um, One Piece is my favorite anime. We're coming up on our thousand episode. That's going to release on November the twentieth. A lot of hype out here going on as for us One Piece fans. If you have not seen One Piece, consider giving it a go. But I will say, do it at a time where you don't have anything else to watch. Like if you're just <laughs> in the anime drought, give One Piece a chance. And for all and, and for all you motherfuckers out there that say it's too long. <laughs> You might you gonna be just like us. You know, we started watching it and now we saying it's not long enough. God damn it! So just give it a chance. <laughs> I would also just say, um, 
I, as a person who I've read more One Piece than I've watched it, um, just take your time with it. You don't necessarily have to catch up immediately. One Piece. Right. Uh, one, one thing I'll say about One Piece fans that uh, that I like is that they're not out here spoil like. Oh, this just happened. Let's throw a clip up of this and this. We like, are... for instance, Boruto fans, and you know who you are. <laughs> I, I, I don't have. I have never had to watch one episode of Boruto, and I'm basically caught up. Yeah, you to know the exactly anime. what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> um, yes. Come join the One Piece fandom. We're one of the best, you know, anime fandoms out there. We'll welcome you with open arms. Come join us. Be a part of us. You know. <laughs> um. So yeah. With that being said, we're gonna uh, pass it on Big Mill, and he go ahead and take us on out of here. Yeah. So um. Before I close out the meeting, just remember, y'all, if you want to stay up to date with the council, be sure to uh, follow us on Twitter at the Gurren Otakus. Well, excuse me, at Gurren Otakus. No, the. Um, on Instagram, you can find us under Gurren Otaku Council. And for our streaming, uh, our Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts listeners, um, if you enjoyed the episode, consider giving us a follow so you can stay up with the episode releases. For the YouTube watchers, you know, hit the subscribe button. Uh, we try and release every week on Wednesdays. Um, with that being said, uh, meeting adjourned, guys. We uh, thank you for coming out and showing your support. Peace. Peace. <laughs>